Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. And welcome to episode 136 of the KaijuCast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the second episode of March 2015, and we're going to be talking about Gamera versus Jiger, and that's our Daikaiju discussion. Joining me in the studio, we have Mr. Brian Cook. Hello. Miss Rachel Cook, I guess that would be Mrs. Excuse me. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Hi there. And uh, Mr. Dave Helfrey is back. I'm back. Yay! Welcome back. Thanks, uh, it's man. good to have you back. So, so recently you were on the Ultraman the Next podcast, and after uh, a hiatus yeah. of what, like ten years or something? Like that? <laughs> I should actually know that. It was off a long, the top of my yeah. Head. It, was, it feels, didn't feels like longer than it actually it was. Embarrass- was. It was embarrassingly long hiatus, <laughs> and then uh, yeah, and there was a really good podcast or two ago for Ultraman Next. And I got fan mail. Nice. I know. It was like, it was so cool. It's like I got I got home and then like it, after the podcast broke a couple days later, I got four pieces of fan mail. I was like, okay, so just, and just to put that in perspective, guess how many fan letters I've gotten for playing Baron Von Gulo at Fright Town for the last 15 years. Do you want me to actually guess? Because I'm going to guess yeah, high. Guess. Uh, I'd say maybe like 200. The correct answer is two. So I got twice as many fan letters for being on your <laughs> podcast last time than I have for working at Fright Town for 15 years. So thank you, Kaiju Cast audience. I love you, and I am back because I'm an attention whore, and uh, <laughs> all, all, all it takes to get me to drive out here is uh, four fan letters. So I'm Sweet. in, baby. I'm nice. in, baby. Nice. I'm nice. in. Now, now, what's going to happen if you don't get another four? No, after you this know, one? it's like I missed it. I, it's like it's true. It's like I missed it, and it was it, the last time was a lot of fun, and uh, and I love. This movie, I have a lot of childhood memories from this movie. Excellent, Gamera vs. Jagger, and I'm looking forward to getting into it. Very cool. We have uh, not only the discussion, but we do have news to cover just a little bit. We have some catastrophic events. We do have pickled ginger. All right, and uh, we also, of course, have some music. So we're going to kick things off with a song that's a little bit of a mouthful: Godzilla Forever. Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla Forever, Akira Ifukube Showa Godzilla Medley of Glory, arranged by Hideo Saito. And this was, uh, I think this actually came off the same era as Godzilla 
right. And for those who love music and want to know what we just played, we started things off with that extremely long title Godzilla song, uh, then moved into a request from Butch to hear uh, something from Matango for, by Sadao Beku, and that was the Matango Women. And then we followed things up with Operation Rescue Gamera by Shunsuke Kikuchi from the History of Gamera soundtrack, and also from the movie we're going to be talking about right now, because once again, class, it is time for our Daikaiju discussion. Every month, the Kaiju cast takes a look at one particular film from the giant monster landscape and tasks the listeners with submitting their thoughts, questions, and reviews for the following discussion episode. Thanks to an online tool, I've randomly assigned one movie to each month, ensuring that this podcast will keep going uh, at least until 2016. This month, we are talking about Gamera's sixth outing, Dai's 1970 Kaiju Clash, Gamera Tai Daimaiju Jaiga, which translates roughly to Gamera versus Giant Demon Beast Jiger. The film coincided with the 1970 World's Fair held in Osaka. By this time in Tokusatsu importing, these films weren't a big hit at the drive-ins anymore, so AIP retitled the picture Gamera versus Monster X and licensed it for television broadcast. The only actor in this film that I'm familiar with is Kon Omura, who played the father in this film, but he also played Officer Khan in Gamera vs. Giron, or uh, maybe you know him as Cornjob, <laughs> if you're familiar <laughs> with the MST3K version. <laughs> yes. Uh, there is no MST3K version of this film, apparently, and, um, and we're sitting here recording this on Sunday, March 22nd, and yesterday marked the 45th anniversary of this film. Aww. I do not have an English trailer to play, so we're just going to do the Wayne's World and we'll be right back to talk about the movie. <laughs> So we just finished watching Gamera vs. Jagger, or Gamera vs. Monster X, if you prefer those uh, old-school English titles. Uh, I think Rachel said she had not seen this before. That's right. Okay, and Dave, you said you'd seen this ever since a ki- like being I, a kid. I bet I was nine years old the first time I saw this. All right, and then Brian, what about you on times you've seen this, or presentation, etc.? Yeah, I've seen this a few times, but it's always been like the AIP dub, so... Never, okay. Never this cut, and it was in the best shape I've ever seen it. By the way. So. Okay. Right on. Right on. Yeah, I've seen. I've actually only seen this one like a handful of times. Like maybe if I had to guess, this would have been more my fifth time at the at the most. Maybe fourth. Definitely not one I've seen a bunch. Yeah. Uh, because like I said earlier, it wasn't done by Mystery Science Theater 2000, so I didn't get that extra <laughs> yeah. added bonus watchings. Right. Uh, but Dave, I'm actually very interested in hearing your initial thoughts. Uh, I don't, can't remember if you mentioned the last time you watched this film, but. Well, I mean, I have, I don't, this isn't one of those things where like when I'm home alone, I just go, oh, I feel like watching a movie. I want to pop this one into, right, the, you right. know, into the, uh, into the Blu-ray player. So it's been decades since I've watched it start to finish. But one of the things that I remember as a kid, is I had well I had seen the other ones prior I'd seen right. Gamma versus Barugan and Gamma versus I think I'd seen everything probably pretty much in chronological order everything except Gamma versus Zegra okay um you know to this point and you know little boy I don't know maybe I was eleven I don't know you know it's like but it was you know in you know in Los Angeles and they're playing it on KTLA probably or sure, whatever sure. you know whatever it was back then and the the Saturday afternoon monster flick. Uh, thing. And I got totally freaked out by this movie because, you know, say what you will, it's kind of like, you know, Jiger is, Jiger is weird. 
you know, like the 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 array of powers that this creature has is just yeah. they're just yeah. bizarre and inexplicable, and it's like. <laughs> You know, like 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 when we're watching Brian Colton's jet cheeks and just yeah. every <laughs> you know suction feet and spear horns and just what were they smoking when they came up with yeah. this creature? <laughs> yeah. Right, it's very strange. But but I as I, I remember freaking out as a kid because the fact that Amanda Jiger took Gamera out, he was dead. He was like, if those two kids hadn't fantastic voyaged up his throat. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Gamera was dead. He was, you know, and, and so that, you know, I remember being very, like I say, being very young. And that affected me because it's like, oh, Gamera was like, Gamera and Godzilla, I love them both so much. <gasps> but Jiger can't kill Gamera. <laughs> right, which right. is pretty much exactly what, you know, in a really just like nasty Dabby, violating way where it just like puts that baby, mm-hmm. you know, which is that was that very prime. I mean, like Ridley Scott tapped into the same kind of fear in Alien. Oh, know? yeah, without you know, a with, doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to say that, I'm not going to go out on a limb and say, oh, yeah, Ridley Scott got some ideas from Gamma versus Jagger. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure, uh, pretty sure no. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but just that same sort of, you know, loss of control and just kind of, you know, dark, creepy, uh, you just, that, I mean, and that, you know, to me, that always stuck with me about this movie is that without the help of those two incredibly annoying children <laughs> that, <laughs> that Gamera would have totally bought the farm, yeah. uh, you know, in this movie and, and, and then what? You know, dun dun dun. Yeah. You know, and and he had taken some hits in some of the other movies, like in what's the one called with with is it actually Gamma versus Virus or Veras uh, or yeah, whatever? Veras or, Veras. or v- yeah. Vidas. Yeah. It's like you know, it's like Veras puts a basketball size hole through the guy's chest. Yeah. You know, yeah. and everything. It's like should have died. Yeah. <laughs> didn't. Don't know why. You it's know, lucky. you know, lucky. yeah, but I mean, but Jagger actually took him out. And it's like, I think that kind of as ridiculous as Jagger is, uh, kind of cements him in the, uh, you know, kaijus to watch out for, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, category of, uh, of, uh, battles. I would say, well, uh, just going back to what you're talking about, that theory of something impregnating you with its baby nasty. against its oh, will. Nasty. Yeah. So when I was a kid, and I mean like, let's say 12, 13 years old, I came across like a horror anthology for kids, essentially, in the book, uh, in the book. Yeah. Okay. So in the library. Yeah. In, in the book place. In the book place. In the book room at my school. Yeah. The book room was hung out. No. Uh, in the library at my school, there was, uh, there was an anthology and one of those stories in that anthology had some kid walking around in the desert and got stung by some sort of military experiment spider. Whoa. And then he went home. Yeah. And uh, kids listening, cover your ears for a second. The kid, like, <laughs> went into seizures one yeah. day and, like, spiders exploded out of him. And so oh, even, like, it's for, like, my life, I, that's been a fear. Sure. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's it's actually a pretty, I mean, like, that, that theme pops up in urban legends right, yeah. and night gallery episodes and everything um you know it's it's pretty primal and so and you know when i was a little 
you know, when I was a little kid and watching Gamera getting all stabbed up there like that, I was like, that was jacked up. That was, you know, that, that, that really affected me. And it's like, you know, I watch it now and it's like, these guys are, you know, the special effects are just a couple of steps above sock puppet in this movie. <laughs> a little so, bit, yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's now I'm kind of like, you know, now as, you know, 40 years later, I'm kind of like, ah, <laughs> isn't this quaint? It's quaint, but, um, but, but still no, but, but I, but I, but I, you know, fear. very much so. And, 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 uh, so Jagger is, is, Jagger gets props in my book. Nice. For, uh, for nice. that. Uh, Rachel, since you had never seen it before, I would, uh, love to hear your initial thoughts. Especially would, because we noted that this is the second Daikaiju discussion film in a row that features yes. a baby kaiju. I know. I, you know, I was going to mention that first. So that's, uh, always exciting for me. Although it was in a disturbing fashion that the baby appeared. And so <laughs> it's probably lower on my list of favorite baby kaiju. And the, the baby itself didn't really have much of a cutesy look to him. That yeah. was disappointing. Yeah, it was, almost, he, he had almost the little baby. was just exactly he had like little, the monster. The little yeah. baby horn. He had yeah. Little baby yeah. horns. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so you know, he had he he was different than the the big Jagger, but but he wasn't quite, you know, as babified as I wanted. Right, right. That makes <laughs> but, sense, uh, you know. But you know, uh, I don't think that's really what they were going for anyway. No. <laughs> um, and I, and the, the huge. Oh, the baby Jagger is so adorable. <laughs> right? yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think more as far as cute elements go, I'd go the uh, yellow submarine was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. Was, <laughs> I really liked role. that. Yeah, yeah. It was adorable. But, um, but yeah, otherwise I think that the human story was, Kind of that was lacking because of the children were so obnoxious and the inventor that was kind of a neat idea and I liked that the the submarine was the fantastic voyage style into Gamera totally that awesome. was fantastic I was very awesome. excited about so, that so just but, a sidebar real yeah. quick fantastic voyage came out in 1966 so they had uh, uh-huh. ah so and, uh, perfect about four years yeah 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 that was great <laughs> yeah reverse engineer the special <laughs> effects right yeah or if you know you're about my age then you think magic school bus. Right. Oh, yeah. I, I, I thought you were going to go I know about space. the Magic School Bus. But, Not from uh, my youth, but from Tiger's youth. Hey, there you go. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Inner space might work too. I would yeah. say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Brian, what about you? Initial thoughts. I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, you said this is the best presentation you've seen, mm-hmm. uh, before. So what, like, how did you see it before? Was it like, uh, just on VHS tapes growing up and stuff? Usually. Or? Yeah. A lot of the old gamer movies, uh, that's a lot of like old late night TV watching in the nineties for me. Okay. <clears throat> I haven't really gone back and re reexamined too many of them. I mean, I've watched, uh, Gaios quite a bit. Right. But, uh, uh, I, I actually really dig this one. It, uh, it's kind of fun. It stands, it still kind of stands up, I think. So it's actually, I would say, you know, this, you're talking about the tail end of the old show of Gamera stuff. And, and as we've mentioned, uh, you know, probably five billion times in the podcast at this point in time, Japanese cinema was in the toilet. So I actually have to say, uh, this compared to like Zegra, which is the next year's film, mm-hmm. the differences are very, very noticeable. And, and I actually, there are parts of this 
that I like a lot better than other films like Gamera versus Barugan. Uh, the, the kids still annoying, you know, <laughs> very much. Uh, yeah. I, at least it wasn't entirely from start to finish, like bashing on adults. They did get that one little jab. <laughs> yeah. Adults do have brains, I guess, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, for me, this is, this isn't what I would consider one of the more enjoyable films, but it definitely is not as terrible as like Gamera versus Zegra or Gamera ver- or Gamera Super Monster. Uh, I just, for me, Gamera versus Jiger is, uh, it, it can be fun, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it's too bad that MST3K didn't do it because <laughs> I would love to hear as, hear their, hear their riffs <laughs> as we're sitting there cool. watching it. I go, so MST3K didn't, uh, didn't hit this. Uh, what about riff tracks? And Brian's like, no. Uh, what's the one that Joel does? Uh, <laughs> cinema, something. Does he do it? No. Okay. So, and then yeah. Brian suggested a drunken commentary later. So, yeah. <laughs> we we might have to do that. We might have to do it. Uh, so let's go ahead and let's start with the negatives. You know, what, uh, what didn't you like about this film? What would you, what would you change about it to make it better? Wow. Biggest uh, criticism. Wow. Well, where, yeah. where to, uh, where to begin on, uh, that one? Well, there is the whole sock puppety kind of thing that we were, uh, t- that we were talking about, uh, with the effects and, and from a character design, uh, standpoint, I'm not exactly sure what's going on, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, there's something about the Dia monsters that just the expressions on their faces, you know, like, like Jiger and Guiron both look like they're about to fall asleep. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. uh, and on the opposite end of the end of the spectrum, Barugan looks like he's had way too much caffeine. And it's <laughs> just, it's, it's, it's weird that they can't just, that they never really just sort of nailed and, you know, not until the whole new Gamera series. Right, right. Which, you know me, I can never, never have, you know, uh, Never have a bad thing to say about those. Mm-hmm. You know, love them, love them, love them. Um, they just can't sort of nail sort of a menacing monster look. They're all sort of weird and cartoonish and muppety. They you know? really look muppety, yeah. you know, right? It's, yeah. it's that half lit eye yeah. and the fact that it's lit up. Yeah. Right. It, I think that the combination of those two just adds like a really not otherworldly it's almost like muppet world it's fake you know yeah. it's just it's just flat out it, fake yeah, yeah did, you know did toho ever have light up eyes on any of the monsters i can't think of anything off the top of my head i mean other than obviously Baragon's eyes light up uh-huh. yeah definitely baragon um i would say there's a reason but there, was a, there was a reason for that though yeah. baragon was subterranean right yeah you know they like they kind of they kind of <clears throat> said that like his horn and his Eyes glue, glowed, glue, glue, glowed. I, don't know. I was like, what's the past tense of glow? Um, because he was, you know, because he was down in the tunnels all the time. He was like, yeah. illuminating. Well. Yeah. Which, you know, so there, there's a biological reason for that. I respect that. Yeah. You know? I would say that if, if the, any of the Toho monsters eyes glow, they don't do it in a way that sort of makes it look fake. It looks mm-hmm. almost realistic. Right. Like there's might be some sort of, power source you know right. whereas the gamma ones sometimes you get uh 
I'm awake because my eyes are lit up. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's bad stuff. Yeah, that's bad stuff. So as far as you're concerned, for negativity goes, the is it the the look of the the suits isn't the quite look, where the you want it to be. Is, the look of the suits isn't quite right, even for the seventies. Right, you know, right. You know, compared to the uh, to the Toho monsters and stuff. Hedra's like eye lights up. There you go. Oh, oh there speaking you go. of seventies, the so, yeah. little brain there jog go. there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of them do. Well, and Gigan. Gigan definitely. But yeah. Gigan's he's Gigan's a robot. That's almost that's a robot like a feature. Eye. That's yeah, 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 that's, sure. that's a different yeah. thing. So that's again, it's in bounds. Yeah, but um, uh, yeah, that so the the character design and then my, and then the second gripe is um, the little girl. Mm. What? Susan, I know <laughs> that that annoying pig-faced little goblin. Who's, who's just, Why, David? I believe you're deadly wrong about what you're saying about me. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. Seriously, she's like a little little female seven-year-old Paul Giamatti. It's like weird-looking little face on her. I do not know what is going on with that kid. It's very strange. Oh man. So, what about you, Rachel? Uh, Throw out your biggest criticism. I'm going to go with the story. I just, I mean, I, I, there just wasn't enough to it for me to really be drawn into it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I, although I, there's parts of it, I liked the idea that, you know, pulling up the stone statue, you know, that was holding Jiger down and in there, like, that's a neat idea. Um, but, and I felt like overall there wasn't enough of a story about the monsters to really draw me in. I'm getting a how quaint vibe from you right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so not right. it's probably this is about enough uh plot wise, is about enough for an Ultraman episode, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And they yeah, stretched totally, it out actually. into a full movie. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah. That it did feel stretched that's, out. That's not yeah. a knock. I'm just no, saying no, that no, it, no, it, no, it seems like it would, it would fit very well into a half hour episode. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm totally down with it. It's just yeah. kind of, it's like, oh wait, there's a reason for this monster to be rampaging? Cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, that one, instead yeah. of him just appearing and being pissed off. Yeah, that's right. true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So Brian, criticize this film. Well, <clears throat> if it, there's one aspect of the special effects that, uh, I really keyed into as to being very bad, which is rear projection. Mm-hmm. And it oh, happens, man. happens in Zegra as well, which oh. is the next one. But in this one, it's so bad. The film that's being projected is like yellowed. Yeah. And then it cuts to them from the other angle and it's a bright sunny day and then it goes the other way. Yeah. It's, it's some of the worst rear screen projection in this genre, in the monster movie mm-hmm. genre. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there are, I could gripe about this film. Uh, I actually don't care for the full blown Jiger design. Like I was on board. Like if you, if, if I was there and, uh, as we were talking about like designing the kaiju, right? Yeah. Like I would be like, Hey, Hey, that's cool. I like what you're doing there. You got a dinosaur vibe. Hey, what are you doing? Why are you, what's up with the, why are you putting jets in his cheeks? <laughs> yeah. Um, some weird business going but on, but man, that little girl, <laughs> right. <laughs> Right? Yeah. Can I get like a cinematic eraser and just erase her from that? It's, it's terrible. And did this, yeah. did this movie take place in 24 hours? Because she never changed her clothes. I think so. I'm pretty okay. sure none All of right. them really. Ch- oh, wait, no. She does not change her clothes, but her brother changes clothes at least twice, if not does three he? times. Yeah. 
Because remember how I was making jokes about like how the the child actor's father was probably like, well, I'll allow you to be in this Gamera film, but you're going to look nice. (laughs) (laughs) They might not care what you wear, but I do. You're a reflection on me as a parent. (laughs) Yeah. Can you tell I actually heard this stuff as a child? So. Take that, Dan. I don't. Um, I don't remember. No. I don't remember what the uh, the English boy's name was, but uh, Tommy. Tommy was his name. Tommy. I yeah, I'm, it is Tom, I don't yeah. know. I'm pretty sure he grew up to be Jonathan Harris from Lost in Space. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure though. Let's see here. I want to make sure it's Tom. I'm pretty sure it's Tom. We're gonna say we're gonna Could go be. with Tommy. Cool. That's all right. Well, I'm I'm afraid that uh, Tommy. There's also like Timmy. Uh, Tom and Akio from Gamma versus Giron, so I'm mm. actually confusing the Kennys, you know. Confusing the Kennys. <laughs> the new sitcom available yes. on Fox next week. <laughs> Tune in. Too many Kennys. Tommy Williams, Susan Williams, and Hiroshi. Hiroshi. Or the, gotcha. the, the heroes nice. of this film. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about the good stuff. You know, what are some of the aspects that you liked about this film, Dave? Um, you know, I like that they, you know, that they pushed it a little bit, even though that it's obviously aimed at really young kids, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and everything that they made, they made Jagger a threat. Like I say, like Jagger took Gamera out. He also killed humans. With skeletons, there that were skeletons. True. Yes. He went full. He did not bar- kill them with skeletons. Sure, let me reiterate. <laughs> yeah, he killed them, and there were and skeletons there were on skeletons. screen. Yes, and um, and I love it. I've uh, that same kind of War of the Worlds Mars Attacks thing, where the skeletons are completely clean, mm-hmm. and in this case, like in War of the Worlds, don't collapse. Yeah. Yep. They just freeze Sculpted in the position. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Which is hysterical. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, you know, and then like you say, like there was a, the scene where he's like, uh, just shooting his heat ray on the, the, the popular, the city and everything. And undoubtedly in doing so, the implication he's killing hundreds and hundreds of people. Yeah. He's doing it. yeah. So he's, you know, he's, uh, he's, 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 he's a tough monster. I like him. Right on. Rachel? Well, I'm going to go with, they do get points for uh, having a baby monster. Okay. Even though it wasn't my favorite <laughs> baby monster. Got to give him some credit. Um, and then uh, I also... <laughs> Got to catch them all. <laughs> uh, but uh, I like the World's Fair setting. Mm, I thought yeah. that was great. Yeah. You know, it's I... It's uh, funky, but... I, I wish there was more... Yeah. Uh, like that I could read about this film uh, and its development, but it almost seems like, oh, you you want to do a film that involves like the World's <laughs> Fair? Maybe yeah. we can siphon some money into your production. My granddaughter can be in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I hope you just hit the nail on the head. Yeah, right that would explain yeah. so much. Oh my gosh. Anyway. Uh, but then yeah. in, in addition to, I, I thought I was a little bit over the top, but I overall liked that Jiger had so many different powers that mm-hmm. were kind of bizarre and the darts that he threw or spear things and yeah. just random creative powers i'd say compared to the other monster movies that you see. for sure creative i mean you, you get a lot of really cool things and i'll probably talk about this a little bit too but like 
the fact that Jagger shoots darts out, like yeah. darts, or I'll say uh, projectile weapons are nothing new for Gamera foes, yeah. but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, darts that, that stick in Gamera's joints and he can't retract his, you know, arms and legs and the the whole impregnating spike and gives me the Wiggins. But it's, it's cool that they, they're, you know, trying new things for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brian? Well, I absolutely loved the uh, whole Fantastic Voyage vibe. Um, I really dig it in monster movies when we get context for our size versus theirs. So to see the little kids inside of Gamera, I yeah. really, really kind of enjoy things like that. Like, let's explore the inside and, and they show Gamera's skeleton and, you know, all that stuff. I love when the monsters are given a real, like, realistic quality. Yeah. I really dug that, so... I'd be interested to know if Gamera's scale changed uh, during this film, if he was, like, bigger and smaller and bigger mm, and smaller, yeah, you know, because, yeah. uh, you know, I guess if I was to think of a tiny submarine going into Gamera, I would feel that he would need to be a little bit larger than than they had him. But <laughs> yeah, it's quite possible. It was kind of interesting to see, uh, and I, like I said, I have seen this before, but it's been so long, and I, I don't think I've paid as much attention to the film as I did for this viewing, uh, so it'd be interesting to see, uh, a modern day take on that theme of, of going inside of a monster and, mm-hmm. and doing that stuff. I know they oh, got yeah. kind of close in the Millennium series with like riding Godzilla and, yeah. and, uh, and in GMK, the Satsuma sub goes in Godzilla and you get to see some weird tubes, but that's about yeah. it. <laughs> um, I guess my, my biggest praise for this film, uh, is is the things that they've tried or the things that they mimicked from other films that just we haven't seen impl- implemented in a kaiju film before, like the Fantastic Voyage stuff, yeah. like, you know, getting impregnated from from a kaiju. And uh, I, I honestly, I love the look of Gamera when he's, you know, semi-translucent yes. and it's very different. And because uh, Jiger has this, ancient unknown quality that nobody knows anything about like who's to say he wouldn't stab Gamera and Gamera turns clear I mean it doesn't really make any sense but uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a cool look and I appreciate yeah. the things that they did in this film I think overall when they lift the devil's whistle out and start flying away with it and starts whistling I was like that's a really cool idea I don't know if another movie did that before uh, but I know it's the first time I've seen it in a kaiju film. So I would say the innovations in this film, just probably story-wise, are, are some of my favorite parts of about Gamera versus Jiger. But overall, uh, let's just move into final thoughts. I'll I'll just go ahead and say say mine since I'm talking. Uh, overall, Gamera versus Jiger is not really anything to write home about, but it's sort of bridges the gap between just for kids and has enough cool stuff for a kaiju fan to look at and enjoy to make it an enjoyable film. And, and, uh, I, I have no problems with it. It's definitely not in my top number of any films. <laughs> but, uh, uh, it's, it's, a uh, it's not something I would show to a new, a kaiju newbie, but I wouldn't be afraid to show somebody this film. Um, I'm not so, it's, I agree with everything you just said. Right. Um, the, I'm not a hundred percent sure that I wouldn't show it to a kaiju newbie though, because part of my appreciation 
for the new Gamera movies is based on how bad the old ones were. Mm-hmm. And um, so I think, you know, the to that sort of, you know, goofy, puppety, one of the things that we were talking about while we were watching the movie that nobody's mentioned yet, um, the miniatures. Yes. Like we were talking about, mm-hmm. you, you know, in this one. Um, I wasn't really exactly following what you and Brian were talking about until that scene after... Jiger hit Gamera with the death poke in the neck and then G- Gamera's kind of, uh, uh, you know, doing the, the, you know, the, the William mm-hmm. Shatner death <laughs> as he's, as he's walk, you know, walking for, I think, what, for like four minutes until yeah. he collapses yeah. into the, you know, into the shore. But there's that one huge continuous take where mm-hmm. he's walking mm-hmm. through the power plant and the, you know, and when you kind of stop and think, oh, wow, that's a, that's a huge set yeah, with, yeah. you know, a lot of miniature buildings in them and they don't stink. Yeah. And yeah. the buildings are in the foreground. Yeah. In they're building the foreground and they're, yeah. they're in the middle ground and they're in the back. I mean, like it's, it's really is, it's a kind of an impressive money shot, you know, yeah. really. Um, yeah, that's almost why I'm wondering if they got more money for this possibly. film to build more miniatures because and, and sets because I don't know. There, I mean, if you if we were to go back and like fast forward and like count the number of sets that they have, you know, I think also, it's actually pretty high. Knowing how those Gamma movies were made a lot and their the tendency for them to use re uh, reuse stock footage mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's entirely possible that they just had a warehouse of miniatures from all of the other movies prior and yeah, <laughs> pulled them that's pulled true. them out and stacked them up and had a really impressive shot. So. Yeah, I mean, Tsuburaya, which obviously we're talking about Daie and and uh, uh, Noriaki Yuasa and his staff, but Tsuburaya implemented you know, forced perspective miniature work for his film, so it really, it would not surprise me if if there were, like what you're saying, like if yeah. there's a warehouse of, yes, here's a bunch of buildings that we oh, can sure. assemble into a street and yeah. not, you know, as long as it's not in the foreground, it'd probably be fine. And then you can build up the ones that are in the foreground and get destroyed. Right. Yeah. Right on. Rachel, final All thoughts. Right. Um, I'm going to go with that. This is, it is a fun movie. Um, but I don't think I'd show it to anybody other than a kaiju fan. Um, just because I think it's a little, tougher to grasp unless you're really into monster movies or kaiju movies um there's just not enough of a story to it i think to draw somebody else in um unless you have the appreciation for the subject matter that but, makes sense but yeah that's um it's goofy i it was it is goofy and i enjoy it and i think somebody maybe that had a really good sense of humor about monster movies not necessarily like a big fan of monster movies could could enjoy it still um with a group of friends but well, that's to say that's my thoughts M- makes sense. Yeah. how about you brian well i'll tag up on what rachel just said and say uh watch all the gamer movies from mystery science theater watch those cuts and then <laughs> if you and your friends have fun doing that Watch this one and do it. Do it yourself. Make up your own. So yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's that a good is, way to enjoy that is this. One, excellent so. advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, since I already went and gave my final thoughts, uh, the, we did get homework submissions in for this particular film, uh, and we're going to go ahead and start things off with Michael, who says that Gamera versus Jiger was one of the weaker entries in the Showa series, but it had its moments, such as the opening title sequence, recapping all of Gamera's previous battles. And may I just say, I'm so glad that that was in the opening titles and not 
part of the plot because mm-hmm. it seems like in so many of these films, especially with aliens, they're like, let's find out what Gamera's made of. And then they figure out a way to tap into something like a memory of some kind and then tell us all about how he fought Gauss yeah. and yeah. Berugan and Veras. But uh, uh, anyway, so the plot is just a rehashing of Gamera versus Berugan with an expedition to a tropical island and the monsters fighting in Osaka with the famous castle sadly still intact. And the movie also borrows the Yellow Submarine and the American Kid co-star motifs from Gamera versus Veras. Jagger, however, was an interesting kaiju as she was a throwback to the more prehistoric look of classic kaijus such as Godzilla, Rodan, Angulus, and Gamera himself. But she does have a few tricks up her sleeve, such as shooting quills from her horns, using the <laughs> using the force, and jet propulsion, which is not very fitting uh, for a kaiju of this design. Jagger was certainly seen as a god in the eyes of the people of Mu, just like Manda, and she was probably the toughest enemy Gamera battled in the Showa era. Not only was she back in the fight after being defeated twice, she also impregnated Gamera with her offspring. This was the best plot twist in the movie and makes Jiger the first ever parasitic kaiju. In terms of plot holes, the biggest one is Jiger following the Devil's Whistle when it was built to keep her sealed on Wester Island for thousands and thousands of years. Michael gives this film 2.5 out of 5 stars. Gamera was not at his best in this movie, but it was still very fun. He would not recommend it to a 5, or he would only recommend it to a 5 to 7 year old who was a fan of the genre. But as Keisuke said at the movie's conclusion, we adults must not lose a child's insight. Herman doesn't have much to say about this movie because it's mediocre in the purest sense. It's not bad enough to have those outrageously awkward moments like in Girion and Zegra, but it's not particularly good either. The one thing Herman finds interesting is that Jiger's appearance is a couple of steps backwards as a Gamera opponent kaiju. Jiger's dinosaur type of appearance is less outlandish than Gamera's three previous villains who look like something out of Ultraman and Spectraman. Also, it's bizarre how Jiger has a stinger that can deposit larvae of sorts, It reminds Herman of a tarantula hawk wasp. These wasps sting and paralyze a tarantula and lay their eggs in them. So he he thinks this feature would have been more appropriate for a more insect type of kaiju. For instance, this would have been interesting for Megagiras. For Jiger, this potentially compelling ability is minimized because the larvae is just another Jiger, but human-sized. What a waste of an opportunity to show some other kind of monster. Oh well. Without Joel and the bots to help out, Herman finds this film difficult to sit through now as an adult. It really takes a nostalgic, kaiju fan pride type of frame of mind to watch it. No, Herman would not recommend this to a new kaiju fan. <laughs> it's 2am and Steven just finished re-watching Gamera vs. Jiger from his Gamera Legacy Collection DVD. He hadn't seen it in a few years. He has to say, though, it's a fun little movie. The whole Fantastic Voyage bit was a unique plot point. The action was well done, the story quick-paced, and this, for Steven, would be the true definition of a Saturday afternoon movie. It's raining outside, so you zap some popcorn and watch this flick. A fun time will be had by all. This ain't exactly Schindler's List, folks. It is what it is, a fun, colorful, and dare he say, almost a joyous monster movie done in the fine tradition of said genre. Steven looks at it this way, 
Without the Showa Gamera series, there never would have been the Heisei 90s trilogy that dominates so many best-of lists. You can go whenever you're ready. I'm still recording. Gamera vs. Jiger isn't a good movie. Jason wouldn't recommend it to anyone, because if this kind of movie appeals to you, you will see it regardless of what others say. The The film is akin to watching a sadistic child play with his monster toys. In the movie, a young girl cheers, isn't it great, while watching a city be, being destroyed. Jason enjoyed this film, but that's because he kept thinking, holy crap, theaters full of kids watched Gamera get mutilated and tortured, and saw that real footage of worms pouring out of an elephant's trunk. The special effects are not on par with Toho's tokusatsu output. The grotesque but silly tone kept him amused. It's a good time, but Jason wouldn't inflict this film on anyone else. Jay watched the film on Mill Creek's Gamera Volume 2 Blu-ray. With four movies crammed onto one 50-gigabyte disc, the picture isn't top-notch HD. However, it is a step up from the DVD and should please the average viewer. It's a steal at $10. Nice. Yeah, we watched the Shout Factory DVD that was released a little while ago. I think I pretty much said, like, well, I've watched these maybe, like, once or twice a piece, so there's really no need for me to upgrade to Blu-ray so soon. Um, Mike Keller writes, So Kyle wants us to write our reviews in third person. How about we write them like Queen Victoria? We are somewhat amused by Gamera versus Jiger. Not only is Jiger one letter away from being the most awkwardly named monster in cinema history, Mm-hmm. But this film <laughs> contains such subtitled dialogue as when we tap our breasts, everything's safe in our hands. There are other lines we could quote out of context, but we don't think they'll make it past Kyle's censor. Just watch at the 31 minute, 52 second mark. We are impressed that the Jiger suit actor managed to make a mon- the monster a quadruped without resorting to crawling on hands and knees. We are also amused by the scene of Jiger drinking water, where the film is reversed, <laughs> where the film is reversed to make it look like water is going into her mouth. That elephant trunk scene reminds us that it's spaghetti dinner tonight. Oh, oh yeah, we should mention that's not real. That it's is not, not real. Not real. Okay. The worms, the worms are real. The prosthetic is fake. Everybody, do not worry. They did not cut open an elephant's trunk to make this movie. So. There you go. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He says, uh, only Gamera could make telephone poles a fashion accessory. <laughs> <laughs> Notice how the Caucasian family speaks Japanese to each other, even when there are no other Japanese characters around. Oh, that's what I was wanting to do when we, anyway. Good. Now I know. Now I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Then he says, oh, we get it. Wester Island. Yuck, yuck. Yuck, which is exactly what Dave said, like right at the beginning of the movie. Jiger sort of kind of reminds us of the dinosaur pig monsters from At the Earth's Core. Points. Yep. Yep. I would just, I would totally agree with that statement. In conclusion, what do you want? It's 70s Showa Gamera. It's better than Zegra or Gamera Super Monster, but there are a lot of diseases we could also say that about. Uh, so there you go. That was Mike Keller's. Leave it to a writer to complain about having to write in a, in a <laughs> certain style. <laughs> Can we talk about Mike? One of the observations that Mike made. For yeah, sure. Yeah, go for it. You know, I, and I was kind of wondering about this one myself. Um, why does Gamera fight so many quadrupeds? Hmm. There's a lot, yeah, considering he's, he's got what, five villains by this point and three of them are quadrupeds? 
Yeah. yeah. That's a record. Yeah, that is, that's, uh, I'm just, it's just kind of weird that they, that they, uh, I don't know, just, mm-hmm. just an observation. No, yeah. But I, I, so if you keep going in the, in the, uh, in the camera lore, the next one is Zegra, where is it's kind of a, not of. really a <laughs> biped, not really kind of a, I'd say it's more of a biped just because he does have a bipedal stance, but, At uh, some point, yeah, 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 but, and yeah. then it's a, a shark monster the other times. <laughs> Uh, and then the last film in the in the Showa era is no monster <laughs> or right. all monsters, I guess you could say. So yeah, about half and half, which is interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like you totally. know, for you know, for, I mean, Godzilla's got a few, but it seems to me that he kind of uh, he prefers the uh, your uh, bipedal foe. Yeah, well, Godzilla stands up straight a lot more than Gamera does. It's true. A lot of leaning forward with Gamera. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I had some sort of book about you know, the history of Gamera. Actually, I pulled this one out. This is the best thing I have. Mm. Uh, podcast listeners won't, won't really hear this too much, but, uh, it's got a two page spread on Gamera versus Jagger. Not too much going on in the way of pre-production materials. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'd, I would love to have some sort of awesome book that detailed that stuff. My fear is that it was never saved. Like Dia just said, like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll save the press stills or whatever the production uh, promotional stills and press materials but maybe they didn't save like their creature design stuff they didn't right. save all this it stuff is, it just always kind of struck reason. me as yeah. interesting but gamma tends to square off against quadrupeds yeah so here's a little bit more homework here tom can't do it he just can't he can't trash this film yes it's true the suit's terrible the forced perspective shots and the uh footage run backwards used over and over again are shameful uh, the miniatures go okay to awful. The explosions are totally unconvincing. There is way too much fishing line and not enough ever to hide it. That is so true. Uh, the suits are laughably, obviously ill-fitting. The adults are buffoons and nags straight from the Disney Channel. The acting is beyond wooden. The unscience strays right into the stupefyingly anachronistic racism at one point. I missed that. Oh, no, that was when they were saying that uh, uh, people from a tropical uh, locale get weaker weaker. when they go into a cold locale, just like Eskimos (laughs) get weaker when they are exposed to the sun. I didn't, like, by the time we got to that, I was like, I'm going to stop. Yeah, no, there we go. Uh, the major prop is something from a tiki bar. The suits are awful. Okay, Tom just trashed the film. So he can do it, but he really can't because mini sub, transceiver phone, going inside giant monsters, giant monster fish triceratops hybrids with jets in their necks who shoot spines and use wide area super ultraviolet heat rays and lay eggs and other giant monsters with a retractable tail spike. Plus, Vacuum feet! So, <laughs> trashing this film would be like hurting a baby bird. Easy but shameful. Tom is ashamed. He will retract his head, phosphorescent white with terrible guilt, about fond memories of enjoying this one as a kid. A very happy kid. Oh, nice. Tom. That's strange. Okay. I don't think anyone could have read that as well as you did, Dave. Oh, that was like thanks. perfectly in your cadence. That's uh, nice of you to say. Matt and his dog Ashley note that Gamera versus Jagger would, by most accounts, qualify as a pretty unusual movie. But given the cinematic insanity of the two previous and subsequent Gamera films, this month's homework assignment is pretty tame. 
Jagger appears to have been generated with a handful of D20 rolls on the random kaiju creation table. Fourth, <laughs> fourth edition. The suit's an ungainly and ugly low-budget mess, with its only redeeming features being how Jagger walks like a true quadruped. Fortunately, there's a good mix of the expected and unexpected to keep the movie entertaining. Kids in a submarine? Of course! Kids in a submarine in Gamera's lung? Didn't see that one coming. There's also a curse, or is it allergies? A singing statue and telephone pole earplugs. Unable to match the competition's effects budget, Dae cooked up some outlandish scripts to keep Gamera in the box office fight with Godzilla. Gamera versus Jiger is refreshingly offbeat and takes chances the straight-laced Toho wouldn't. When's the last time anyone saw Godzilla get a critical hit? Instant death with a thrown weapon. <laughs> he mentioned the uh, telephone poles in the air. Yes, uh, yes. While we were watching the movie, uh, I asked you if there was a Gamera toy with clear face and clear uh, hands. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Did anyone ever make a Gamera figure with telephone poles in his ears? Oh, I would buy that in a heartbeat. <laughs> oh, I would awesome. buy that in a heartbeat. I'm imagining I'm gonna, no. I'm just going to go home and glue little, make your own? Glue yeah. little telephone poles to the ears of my other Gamera figures. Maybe I'll just open this book that the two of us each own and see very painstakingly oh, page so by page. <laughs> if it exists, but I don't that think it does. That would totally validate one of the stupidest moments in Kaiju. <laughs> <laughs> it would really would. It's like, oh, that's, you know, this is really dumb, but there's a toy of it. I All can't right. hear you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Adam says that Gamera vs. Jagger is pretty much a formula Gamera film that follows the same plot as the previous entries. A giant monster threatens to destroy a Japanese city, or in this case, the 70s Expo World Fair, and just when things look bleak, in comes Gamera to save the day. However, Gamera usually loses at least one or two battles with his adversary before he finally defeats them. However, the one thing that makes this film different is the fact that, usually in a Gamera film, Gamera is the one who saves any children that are in trouble, but in this film, it is up to two young boys to save him from a parasite that was injected into his body. But even with this plot twist, this is still the typical Gamera film. This is a children's movie. Is it a great children's movie? No, but it's an enjoyable children's movie. This film, as with the previous Gamera films, are a nice way to introduce children to the world of Kaiju Ega. Gamma vs. Giant Demon Beast Jiger definitely isn't the greatest Gamma movie ever, but it's still pretty enjoyable. Three Kennies out of five. All right, there you have it. Our Daikaiju discussion homework for Gamma vs. Jiger. Thank you to everyone who sent their homework in. That was a lot of fun. I gotta say, I want to open this up to the group here. Um, I had a listener ask me a very important question, which was, if we have a movie in the Daikaiju discussion schedule that is not commercially available, and and in this case, it's not even really third market, easily findable kind of thing. Uh, our next film is supposed to be the Ultra Q movie, which I've never even seen before. There's an Ultra Q movie? But I have a copy of it. But the deal is that it's not something that I can just say, go here and find. Like, I don't even know anybody that sells it. Like, I think maybe somebody sells it, but it's not subtitled. It's kind of obscure. So what I was thinking about doing is plucking one of the other films from later in the Daikaiju discussion series and just plugging it into Ultra Q, the movie. And maybe we'll move Ultra Q, the movie, down later 
or save it for the next batch of discussions or something. What do you guys think about that? I'd have to agree with that call. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if hardly anybody can actually watch it, then they're not going to get much out of the discussion. Okay, then. So uh, it seems to me like the best thing for us to do is to pull a movie out. Uh, I'm going to say we need one, two, three. I need a number between one and ten. Death Kappa! You jerk. (laughs) First of all, I'm just going to take it. (laughs) I hate Dave. I I apologize. I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Death Kappa no. is on the list. No, let Ra- Ra- let Ra- no, no, you can do. No, we can do no, Death Kappa. I would Kappa like. Next. I would Go like. I would like Rachel no, we can to. Do, we can do Death Kappa. I think Rachel's like choosing. Rachel to choose a number. Choose the number. I I just wanted to throw a number out there, just because you know not, I like to participate. Yes. <laughs> number seven. Is, oh, number seven. Uh, Let's looks do like it's Death seven. Kappa. <laughs> Death Kappa. <laughs> okay, so it's official. I'm going to probably be very drunk on the next episode. Wow. Uh, the ne- no, but Death Kappa, which was slated for November of 2015, will move into the April 2015 oh, segment or sex, sh- whatever. What have movie, I done? And we will watch Death you Kappa. You better be at this yes. one now, Dave. <laughs> in April. Wow. April what? Uh, it's going to be towards the end of April. Okay. I, can do that. Uh, I will tell the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's laughable. Uh, well, the because I remember starting to watch Death yeah, Kappa, and yeah. I couldn't finish it. Uh, okay, so <laughs> what have you done to us? <laughs> I don't know. Well, this is almost like sweet revenge in a sense because, like, I already own Death Kappa, but that means people have to go down and track down <laughs> this film. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the deadline for sending in your homework is going to be Thursday. April 23rd. Make sure you have your homework turned in before Thursday, April 23rd to have your thoughts, questions, and reviews included in the following Daikaiju discussion episode. Uh, yeah, there you go. Death Kappa. I gotta make a note to move that over. Right on. But, uh, should be fun. I mean, don't expect me to take it very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Death I'm kind of I'm kind of bummed We're gonna I don't need I, our booze. Yeah, I was just I'm kind of bummed that I don't drink now. <laughs> maybe maybe by the end of April is when I'll start. <laughs> uh all right, so there you go. Death Kappa from Media Blasters. Uh I don't exactly know. I mean, I'll post a link in the show notes to buy it from I think Amazon or or wherever I can find it for as cheap as possible. Do you guys a favor. Uh that's going to be an interesting one to talk about. <laughs> Indeed. And an interesting one for me to attempt to research without clawing my eyes out. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I think I need a little pickled ginger, you yeah. guys. Oh. All right. So we're going to uh, play pickled ginger right now. Uh, this pickled ginger comes to us from Duff. He asked us a couple questions before. Uh, but I think there were only like two. So this time we've got a full blown five questions nice. here. Nice. Uh, nice. we had a suggestion from Benjamin Erickson. I think we're going to take it for this particular episode. He says, instead of you guys blurting out the answer, you should have to say your name first and then I'll call on you. And then. Oh. Wow. That sounds oh. so orderly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to work out. Procedure. Yeah. <laughs> well, first question. <laughs> so we have to, sh- so we have to shout our name out. That's, uh, what, that's what he suggested. So we're going to okay. try it out. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Maybe Wait, don't shout. Name and then answer. So or? loud. I'm just going to turn your microphone down now. <laughs> <laughs> no, just your name, and then it, then, and then the first person that called their name out. Yeah. Before. No, no. The first person that calls their name out is the person that gets to answer. Stop making this so complicated. Okay. It's wow. gonna, yeah. gonna, okay. I, I need to know the rules. She's so, so competitive. She's already. Here we go. Oh, it's too bad your, Cindy is your, not here. Your name. Your name is your buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Exactly. What, Although right. someone sent me a link to an actual buzzer system. Ooh. Oh. So uh, maybe down that's the future, cool. right? Okay. Yeah, this I love is that. getting. This is getting that's some funny. good feedback. All right. All right. I, like the, I like the buzzer. Question number one: Among Toho Kaiju. How many are confirmed being female? Three. Rachel, three. <laughs> I, don't, I already messed up the rule. Disqualified. Uh, <laughs> no one else has said their name yet. So. Yeah, so I think I'm I win that call, round. Uh, well, I'm just going to call you. Okay, so... Okay, so I just say my name, and then I name. get called, and then so I So go ahead, the tell me the answer. Okay, so I'm going to go with three. Okay. Can you name them, or are you just guessing a number? I'm just guessing a number. Okay. That was the question. Oh, cheating. Okay. I don't know. Well, actually, that's not cheating. That was how many confirmed female uh, kaiju are there, and them. the answer is actually three. Congratulations, yes! Rachel. Who yes! are we? Uh, so which of the three? Okay, so yeah, we have Biolante. Okay. Oh, yes. Biolante's female? Yeah. 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 Oh, of yeah. course. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Right. Um, now, keep in mind, we're going with Duff's answers for these so I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not even gonna try and like disprove anything if something comes across as as not not, not right. This is just the answers from the from the listeners. So you got Biolante, mm-hmm. two more. Mothra. Mothra. Yes. Yes. And Godzilla. <laughs> Do I have to kick you out of my house? No. <laughs> dude, <it's laughs> where, is, where are these egg, Where are these eggs coming from? If she, if she's not a female. now Godzilla is always referred to as a as a male. Though. That is that's and you know in in all fairness there's enough scientific uh precedent for reptiles to be actually hermaphroditic mm-hmm. when there is not a uh when there's when there's not anybody uh, the uh, another gender to uh, mate with yes yeah so, that should be a plot point in a godzilla movie it'd be fantastic so, or 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 not <laughs> <laughs> well so okay so yeah. if it's so who's the third uh According to you count to... the Mothra larva as no, a separate? No, okay, no, no. just check. I got to guess. You got to guess? Go ahead. Rodan? No. There's two Rodans. There were two in, Rodans, uh... though. That's true. Well, oh. but it started out with two. Oh. It started out with two Rodans. Okay. Uh, Megagirus yeah. is the other uh. Is the other one that he mentions. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, typically, Megagirus is referred to as like the queen form, I think. Usually. That makes yeah. sense. Uh. That makes sense. All right. Okay. okay. Question two. That was a hard one. Yeah, that was good. How many eras has Angulus appeared in? Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I like this calling your name out thing first. We're going to try and have to track down those buzzers. Uh, Okay, Brian. Uh, Two. He's in Shoa and Millennium. Very nice. Very good. Uh, Swish. I was just going to say all of them. No, yeah, man. unfortunately, the same thing. yeah, he know. he never appeared in the Heisei era, which is a shame. It is a shame. All right, question number three. Huh? How many eras has Rodan appeared in? Rachel. Rachel. Three. Yes, that is correct. All all three eras all show right. up. <laughs> yeah, yes. show up Millennium and Heisei. Question number four. So actually, that means Rachel got two. Yeah, she's doing good. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. This is now the pressure's on. All right. Question number four. What famous NBA placer? Oh, Brian! <laughs> I said placer. You don't know what I'm going to ask. Yeah, Charles Barkley! I thought we already asked this question recently. No, yeah. I gave that answer out. Yeah, yeah okay. That that actually is correct. So. <laughs> I, I think, actually, didn't you say yeah, at some point somebody said, like, do something where the answer is Charles Barkley? I think he I think you've got a friend out there, Brian. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So. Duff and Brian. I can see it now. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, question number five. Besides the Mecha Godzillas slash Ghidras, name five, that's right, five Toho Mecha. Rachel, uh, wait, see, I have to name five. I wait, sh- I besides not- those two. Not, not Be- necessarily like monsters excluding those two not not like not yeah excluding those two right so like not and not necessarily like monsters we're talking about all sorts of other things too you excluded who mechagodzilla and 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 ghidra mecha king ghidra so you gotta name five so can you do are we calling the um okay so you said your name yeah yeah did you follow the rules so are you ready to answer i've only got three Uh, I don't okay, have five. Okay, okay, okay. Hang on, five. hang on, hang on. I want to make sure everybody understands. All right. We're going to retract your name. Okay. And... Just a second. <laughs> We're going to retract your name. I want to make sure everybody understands. I'm not talking about things that are Godzilla sized that fight Godzilla. No, I was gonna, okay. So okay, have... Mecha means anything mechanical used to fight the monsters yeah. in the films. Oh, so yeah. any five? Any five. Oh, okay. okay I, Dave. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, okay. So, Atragon. Okay. Mazer Tank. Okay. Mogera. Uh huh. Mecha Kong. Sure. Nice. Okay. Thank you. And oh, so excited about Mecha Kong. I forgot my fifth one. Hold on. <laughs> oh, you've got to be kidding me. I was so proud for thinking of this a moment ago. Oh, steal. I'm, I'm an old man. I'm an <laughs> Dave, old, old man. I'm just going to say this. I just choked. The, your, your, I your co-hosts here no, that was are me. not afraid oh, to Jet look Jaguar. around the room. Jet Jaguar. I'll say Jet That's Jaguar. Where I was yes. going. Okay. 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 Thank you. Okay. No, no, no. I knew where I was going. I was going to say the okay. Super X. Uh, yeah, I was going to say okay. Super X 1, so, 2, and okay. 3. Sure, Super so X 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, so yeah. there are actually many. There are many. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I thought he meant, yeah. I thought he was like, which one? Gigan is a robot. I thought of Gigan as well. A little bit. We just yeah. said the other day he's got the I just wanted on it. He's because a he's cyborg. Kind of yeah, he's a cyborg. Yeah, I, I guess no, no, cyborg. Yeah, 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 I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Although, I gotta Mogra? say. He, he said he Mogra. Said Mogra. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Well, when you I, know, it's, is, is Megalon supposed to be a cyborg? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. No? I mean, okay. he has weird drill hands. He's that's got weird. weird. He's got some weird but he's powers. basically, he's based on like uh insects really yeah. kind of yeah mm-hmm. i just figured yeah. it's like i would kind of wonder if he was a cyborg like gigan was yeah i would like to answer the question just because i love toho mecca so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know if you would even count the oxygen destroyer but then you've got like the atomic heat ray in mothra sure. the markalite in mysterians uh you've got obviously Ooh, you said one. the major cannon but the acycle light ray the uh uh uh, yeah, all sorts of stuff. I just could keep going. Yeah, the, I love the Atragon. I love the Acycle Light Ray. Oh, sure. I love uh, the Mazer Cannons. I, I love all that stuff. So, congratulations. Uh, oh, that was a tie. Yeah. Brian and Rachel each got one, and then uh, Dave got that fifth one. Nice work. So, we'll just put that into our archive of uh, things I never save, and we'll move <laughs> on. <laughs> 
I don't know. I love pickled ginger. Just uh, if you guys out there, if you listeners want this one was to, way uh, harder than the Ultraman yeah, that's next good. One. That's good. The Ultraman next one was a piece of cake. I was, I was, I was led down a primrose path. <laughs> nice. This one was tougher. <laughs> All right. So if uh, the listeners out there are interested in sending in some pickled ginger, just make sure you do that with our handy dandy contact form. Of course, there is a link in the show notes to that. We are going to take our break, our musical break, and. Then we'll start the news. We're going to play one song in between, though, which is the Zone Fighter March from Masato Shimon.
United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. So we don't have a ton of news to cover, but we do have some really cool things that I wanted to make sure that we brought up for the listeners. Um, the first thing and the foremost thing, as far as I'm concerned, is that uh, you guys know about this. I went to Japan last year and I was able to check out the Kaiju Bar. Oh, yeah. Which is Ooh. all ultra Kaiju themed so cool. and so incredible. Uh, well, it started, it fired up in 2014 and the month was was uh march and it was just up for a year the plan was just to have it be a pop-up bar that would just stay there for a year and then who knows what's going to happen unfortunately i did not make it back to see it again uh and i was bummed about that because there was actually a period of time where i was like so close i was going to be going in the last the last week of of january but that got canceled and so i just had to accept the fact that i just was never going to get to see the kaiju bar again oh but the ultra gods have heard my prayers (laughs) and it is being reopened in in osaka this time so like the the location of the film we were watching tonight uh and so when it was officially opened in tokyo the manager air quotes of that location was balton the manager huh? of the new location is going to be Kanegon, the the Whoa. coin, the oh, coin counting one, right? Sense. Yeah, it makes a lot more financial more sense. sense, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, so it's coming back. Details are a little sparse, uh, but it it was so incredible. And if you ever get a chance, listeners out there, to head to Osaka for a, a trip to you know during a trip to Japan, I highly, highly suggest checking it out. It's going to be in the Namba district, uh, and if that wasn't enough. The Kawasaki branch from Tokyo may be reopening in a different spot. I, of course, will be relaying more information as it becomes available. But for right now, check out August Ragoni's article about the Genso Kaiju Sakaba showing up in, uh, let's say, let's say next month, actually. It, we the should, very end of next month. We should just open one here in Portland. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> Seriously. It's like, it's totally like, agree. oh, it's like weird hipster themed bar. That could yeah. possibly work in Portland. <laughs> Remind uh, me later to, uh, to tell you about my, 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 we can do <laughs> my it, dreamings, Dude, my dreamings. We yeah. could, we could do it. It could happen. We could do it. So I'll have a link in the show notes to August website where you can check out that article. And we're going to go ahead and move on to our second news item. Sci-Fi Japan has an exclusive preview of Godzilla Rulers of Earth issue 22. And they are also showcasing the Diamond Preview solicitation for the final issue of the series, issue number 25. Uh, so I'll have links, two links in the show notes for that. That will be uh, one for the preview of 22 and one for the solicitation information, which shows both covers for issue 25. Uh, I'm sad that, that that series is ending, but I'm, I'm proud of those guys for, for what they've done so far. Uh, and then that was going to be the last bit of news, but there's also some more information about a new production in Japan based off of a anime mm-hmm. called Attack on Titan. And so I'm going to throw things over to you, Brian. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about what you know of Attack on Titan. I well, know a little bit, but there not w- very much. There was just a brief uh, clip of footage from the new movie. It's going to be directed by Shinji Higuchi, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And... uh Shinji Higuchi was the special effects director for the 90s Gamera trilogy, if, if oh, the listeners were unaware. And, yeah. okay. and I believe he directed Death Kappa, 
if I no, get he did out. not. He no? did not direct Death, <laughs> Death Kappa. He did the uh, he did the special effects for Gehara, the long-haired monster. Oh, okay. Tomu Haraguchi directed Death okay. Kappa. He's to blame. Go, okay. <laughs> Gahara, the long-haired monster. You got to see that movie. That's a short yeah, film. It's really good. Wow. Really, 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 really I good. No idea what you're talking about. I must investigate. I want to get it on Blu-ray, but unfortunately, it's all sold out in Japan, and so things cost wow. way more money. And and they're already expensive. Like Japanese Blu-rays by default are like sixty bucks. Yeah. So if you can't get it for sixty bucks. Which I would gladly pay 60 bucks for Gahara the Long-Haired Monster. Seriously? I would. If it's a Blu-ray and it looks really great, it has subtitles, because it does. It has high praise. And, and it has extra footage on it and stuff like that, I would absolutely buy the Japanese Blu-ray of that. I just don't want to pay 100 bucks for it. All right. Wow. So there you go. Anyway, sorry, getting back on track. Uh, Shinji Kuguchi is directing the entire film, right? Yes. Not just the yeah, special yeah. effects sequences. The whole movie. And I think it's going to be, uh, I'm not totally sure, but I think it's going to be two movies. The first one comes out next summer. And then after that, I think it's probably winter for the next one. But it's, uh, you know, obviously based on the show. It's a cool, mm-hmm. cool show, kind of a twist on the kaiju genre. So right I'm on. excited. Looks well, cool. Well, I know that when it first sort of like debuted here in the States, like people went crazy for it. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't watched it yet, but I've been, it's been suggested to me many times. Oh, yeah. Including two of these guys here definitely mm-hmm. have suggested it to me. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm going to have to check it out for sure. Yeah. And even to those people that are not huge fans of anime, even Brian and I aren't huge fans of anime. Um, but this movie or this TV series is, it stands out from the rest. It is definitely worth the watch. I know Brian, even to me said like, he was like, Oh, you've got to watch this. I was like, Oh, I don't know. It's anime. I, I maybe later he's like, just watch two episodes, just two episodes. And then I was hooked. I was like, Oh my gosh, that was awesome. Like it is, it really, when you start to see the kaiju elements come to light, it's very awesome. Nice. So, well, I look yeah. forward to checking it out. I know it's on Netflix, and so we yeah. ha- we have the Netflix. Uh, yeah, so there you go. Those are our real news stories. Not too much to cover. Uh, we do have some catastrophic events as well, uh, starting with Monster Palooza next weekend. I'm going to be there. Dave's going to be there. Dave is going to be there. These guys are not going to be there, but that's okay. <laughs> that's all right. They're they're going to live vicariously through my updates, I guess. That's right. <laughs> um, Sunny Chiba, the star of many films from Japan, including the Street Fighter series, is going to be there. That's the big Japanese special guest, and uh, it should be a lot of fun. I'm actually, I've been, I was hanging out with Lady Kyle earlier today, and we were talking about uh, what we were going to do in L.A. and man. We are really excited for this little vacation. Um, we rented a car for our last day there and, um, we're going over the prices of the different cars and, uh, we're actually going to rent a convertible. I've never done that before. Oh, wow. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, you are doing it up. Nice. Well, it's not That's like, funny. uh, it's right not on. like, uh, there's a couple things. You know, I know that, uh, California's going through a drought right now. A little bit. <laughs> So I was like, well, you know, if we if we rent a convertible, it's just going to rain. Plus, we're going to bring the rain down with us, right? <laughs> oh, that maybe that's a good idea. Maybe California needs that rain. So there you very, go. It really it was funny because like the place we're renting that. it from. Yeah, it's, 
that thank you, Dave. Thank you for recognizing my selflessness. Yeah, it's just we're gonna have a good time down there. I got some interviews planned. Uh, I need to hook up with some people. I was actually writing all of the people that I knew today in LA, and I just was like, I only know a couple people. Oh wait, no, I know that guy. Oh, I know that guy. I know a ton of people in the LA area, so. Uh, it makes me happy to go down there and I get to see some of those people. Not all of them, I'm sure, but, uh, it should be good. I've blabbed too far, too long for far too long. That's really what I meant to say. I've blabbed for far too long about Monster Palooza. So we're going to move on to Anime Boston, which takes place the following weekend, April 3rd through the 5th. And we talked about them last time. They're going to have Haruo Nakajima, the guy who played the original Godzilla and Akira Takarada, the guy who played Ogata in the original film and wow. then subsequent films. Uh, they are going to be guests at the Anime Boston. Uh, then, if that is not enough, Saturday at that convention at 5 p.m., immediately after their panel, Akira Takarada and Haruo Nakajima will be hosting a screening of the original Godzilla at Anime Boston. So that's oh, nice. all pretty cool. Uh, next up on the list of catastrophic events, May 29th through the 31st, all three Godzilla actors, Haruo Nakajima, uh, Kenpachiro Satsuma, and Tom Kitagawa are all going to be at Fan Expo Dallas. And that is going to be awesome. <laughs> I, uh, my brother lives in Dallas and there's always, I'm always tempted whenever these shows pop up. I'm like, wait a minute. Can I get there? Is it easy for me to get there? Like how much would it cost to fly? And, if I've got a place to stay, that automatically just sort of like sure, <laughs> elevates yeah. it. And I'm like, ooh, but maybe you know, I should. But I'm not going to head out to Texas. Actually, Dallas, I will say Dallas is a lot nicer than I thought it was going to be. Metropolitan area. You know, okay, so. gotcha. Uh, but anyway, so at Fan Expo Dallas, all three Godzillas are going to be there May 29th through 31st. Make sure you check out the show notes for links to all of these conventions. Uh, also, G-Fest. Uh, has announced, I can't remember if I mentioned this last time or not. G-Fest announced Misaki Tezuka. I think I did mention that, but, uh, in addition to that, August Ragoni is also going to be at G-Fest. And I know they're working on some more additional guests as well. Robert Scott Field will be there. JD will be there. Uh, I am putting together my panel proposals. I should have finished it today, but I was working on the episode. So I will be sending those in at the beginning of next week. And hopefully they give me some, if not all of those, that'd be a lot of fun. I've got some cool things on the books for that convention. And hopefully we'll hear more about G Fest guests announcements as they come up. Big news. Monster Mania Con 31 in Cherry Hill, New Jersey is going to be bringing in Haruo Nakajima, Ken Bichiro Satsuma and Tsutomo Kitagawa for their, uh, 31st convention. Make sure you keep an eye on their Facebook page or their actual website, monstermania.net for more information. We're going to move on to housekeeping stuff. Not a lot to cover here. Uh, the first and foremost thing that I wanted to say is we have been given uh, a really great opportunity. It's not, we're not necessarily partnering with them, but diamond select toys has basically been sending us awesome Godzilla stuff, which is why we had so many great things in the prize packs for the listener, uh, not the listener, the emergency broadcast, which I just sent those out this week. So you listeners out there who won will be getting your prize packs pretty quickly. Uh, but X plus gave us another Godzilla 
and we got more stuff from Diamond Select Toys. So we are going to be doing some more contests, and I think I want to announce the next one. Do it. Yeah. Do it. it. We're going to have, we, uh, we're going to have, it's, let's see, how do I say this? All the details are still sort of up in the air, but we know the basics. The next contest is going to be a Godzilla haiku contest. Uh, all you have to do is write your 575 haiku, and we're going to have two categories for winners and uh, amazing prizes. I'll have the information up on the website in the next few days about the Godzilla haiku contest from the KaijuCast. Uh, that's going to do it. We don't have anything else to cover, I don't think. So we are going to have, uh, let's see. Well, actually, I should say, like, we're going to be having a cool meeting and uh, talking about awesome Kaiju Cast stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have our first sit down and just chat with no extreme subject matter episode coming up. Uh, I know we're going to have some more bonus episodes in the future. Uh, and like I said, don't forget that our next uh, Daikaiju discussion film is for Death Kappa. And make sure to have that in. <laughs> Thanks to Dave. Thanks to Dave. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of fan mail now, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, that is I'm, awesome. I'm starting to rethink this plan. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, make sure you have your homework turned in by uh, April. That would be April, April. 23rd mm-hmm. to be included in the discussion episode. Uh, we did have Kappa <laughs> of Death. <laughs> I did record that uh, so we can sample it That's and it. create your song. That's yeah. it, someone, someone take that sample, make an entire <laughs> dance song with it for us, please. Well, it's yes. funny that you say that, Brian, <sighs> because we are going to play one you? more song. <laughs> we are going to play one more song. Uh, we're going to close out the show with one request that came in from Herman, who didn't know the name of the song, and I hope I got it right. This is uh, Planet X, for, or yeah, this is Planet X by Adam Troy and is part of the Dance Godzilla CD. We will see you next month. Jamata. Be welcome to contact WSA. Okay, Glenn. Calling Space Authority. World Space Authority. This is Spaceship E1. Spaceship E1 calling World Space Authority. WSA control over. Space check coordinates X 2.4, Y 3.30, Z 0.02, speed 1,000 kilometers per second. Planet X is very dark. We cannot observe it with telescopes. The new planet was discovered by Central Observatory while they were tracing strange radio waves. Gentlemen, I can now announce to you that Planet X has been causing our recent magnetic disturbances. Doctor, is there intelligent life on Planet X? We can't tell yet. It's possible.
Yes, it is a good impression of the 